Welcome to the Mike Bowie Show, where we talk with people who influence people. Welcome to the next podcast episode of People Who Influence People. And today I have a tremendous guest. I love her. This is Wendy Hausman. She's running for state representative of District 65. That is correct. In St. Charles County, Missouri. And that's exciting. So I want to talk about some politics today. I want to talk about some personal stuff. But um, let me ask you my favorite first question. What's it like being Wendy Hausman? Well, I think it's more like me being a mom. I think that's my first priority. And that's what I do. Make sure my kids are taken care of before I do anything else. So as long as I know where my kids are and what my kids are doing, I'm good. Do they often escape? I mean, sometimes I've got. I know. (laughs) So um, we have four. You, you got you and Brian have five children. Yes. Yes. How is that? How is having five children? um, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. How is that helpful? Helpful. <laughs> it's expensive. But it's expensive and yeah. it's fun. So it you guys, you guys, I know met when you were very young. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Okay, um, we met when we were twelve in sixth grade, going into sixth grade, and um, he saw me at a swimming pool, and which is ironic because our kids all swim. Um, but he said he saw me across the way, and he says, "I'm going to marry that girl." At and twelve. At twelve, he told his buddies because I grew up in a small town, and so all of his friends, I knew his friends, and so like I asked him later on in life, you know, hey, did Brian really say that? And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he picked at you." 12 at, at twelve years old. <laughs> yes. That's really something. I know it's crazy. It is crazy. Now, when I met my wife, I was thirty-one and she was twenty-two, and I said the same thing. But really, you might expect something like that out of a 31 year old yes yes but a 12 year old yeah and then we stayed together i mean like we had little where we'd break up and you know like you know it's high school and all that but we pretty much stayed together consistently we went to all of our high school dances together and um yeah we went to college together so yeah how old were you were you when you got married um my husband was 21 and i was getting ready to turn 22 okay and then you started having children. You're out of college. Yes. You grad- yes. Okay. Uh, and you're out of college. And yes. he's working. And he's working. Yes. Okay. And what brought you to... Because uh, I know you you grew up in Illinois. Yes. And um, what brought you here? He His job. He was working um, for a lumber company. And um, he... We got moved from, we went from our hometown, we got married in our hometown, and then we went to Kentucky. Um, we, we lived in Radcliffe, Kentucky. How long were you there? We were there a year. Kentucky's awesome. Yeah, I didn't think it was. You didn't think so? <laughs> at least the area we were at. We okay, met some great enough. people. I'm not going to say that we didn't, but I think our heart was here um, in St. Louis, and so right. I really wanted to come back. And was that, Do you think that's, like, in hindsight, was that really what it was? You I just, think so. You just were, you grew up, you were young still, yes. so... It's that, scary at 21 going away from mom and dad. and Kind of across know, the country. Yeah, yeah, all on your own. You have to depend on your each other, which I think was the best thing we did for our marriage because we couldn't just call up mom or dad and be like, oh, no. I'm coming home because I'm mad. Nope, you have to work it out. You got to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have been married how long now? Um, 28 years almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you figured it out. I think we have. Yeah. We have our moments. Yeah. <laughs> We're well, not we perfect. All do. But along the way came five children. Yes. 
when let me ask you this question let me ask like this because i have four when you had three children do you think did you think you would have five or was it just one more well, I just thought one more because I we had th- I wanted three and then um, I was like, hey, my husband and I were like, we have great kids, you know, let's have another one. <laughs> we, we, we do this kid thing really, really well, really good. So. so we had another one, and then I, then my last one, I really wanted a girl because we'd had two boys. I mean, two girls and then two, two boys. Girls and- yes, and so then I knew my girls were going to go to college and they would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to be in the house with all boys. So I did. I prayed to God. I'm like, please give me a girl. And he did. So um, we have a little girl that's 11. <laughs> that's wonderful. Now, having all the having all the kids and, and the two of you in, in the house. And so ultimately, you, well, you didn't have the five. You, you didn't have all the kids right away, clearly. But yeah. when you were in Kentucky, you had one child? We had one, yes. And then, then you moved? We moved to O'Fallon. Okay. We had, I was pregnant with my second one. Gotcha. And then, um, well, still, that's you're, you're kind of uprooted at that point still because yeah. you grew up in Illinois across right. the river. And, but you didn't, you didn't know anybody here in O'Fallon. We did not, no. And then again, I was like, all right, God, show me where we're supposed to be. And I met a, a pastor's wife at a event. It was a Mary Kay cosmetic event. And, Never could. Um, well, I mean, I meeting a pastor's wife was wonderful, but yes. Mary Kay. I know, there. right? So um, she invited me to her church, and it was the first free will of O'Fallon. And we went there for several years <clears> and, you know, felt like we started getting in the community. And started then, getting connected. Yes. And then I felt like... I was raised Southern Baptist, and I felt the Lord kind of leading me. You need to go back, you know, to your roots. And mm-hmm. so um, we got involved in the O'Fallon First Baptist Church right. and got very involved. So our children got in, you know, started doing the things. Because growing up Southern Baptist, you know, there's lots of stuff to do. There are. Uh, the vacation Bible school, yes. you've all the stuff through church. Um, and I grew up Southern Baptist, so I was in a group called Royal Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. I was Actines. You were Actines. NGAs, yes. NGAs, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, my friend in third grade invited me to church, and that's yes. what started my, my faith life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's great to hear you mention your faith and praying. Is this, uh, you know, I say this in every podcast. This is not a Christian podcast. <laughs> It's not that I'm renouncing that. It's just it never was meant to be. It's right. meant to be just people who influence people, and that's why you and I invited you here. But that's what really started your roots in mm-hmm. St. Charles County was just meeting those people. Mm-hmm. And it's so common that one by one you meet somebody in church and then you meet somebody else in church. So how did your life change? So let's say we move past you've had your check, second child, you're mm-hmm. in church, and you're getting to know the community. How did that feel? Um because you're still a transplant yeah um i mean i started feeling at home i think being southern baptist in that church you just feel like okay because it's there's a lot of potlucks and casserole absolutely like that's you know food is always Mm -hmm. a a the basement absolutely so um you know just and then people start taking your kids and you know start making your kids feel like they're their kids and so you know you you develop that family and i think that's you know that just creates community you know, several of my guests so far has have said, and of course this podcast is not about St. Charles County either. No. But several of my guests had said have said how incredible this community really is. It is. And now it's easy to be biased about yeah. your community, but there are some com- communities around us that maybe don't have that feel. So what is it that you love? I mean, there could be a number of things, but like first, top of mind, what do you love about this 
this area? I, I would say St. Charles County is like a big, small town. You know, like people take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if something happens, a friend of mine had, you know, was diagnosed with cancer. And everybody just came to her, you know, feeding her and, you know, giving her gift cards and just whatever right. she needed, you know, they were there. And that's what our community is about. And that's what our group, I think that, you know, even the chambers and, you know, the different networking organizations that you and I are part of, you know, we see that all the time. We do. There's a lot of benevolence and there's a lot of giving. And, mm-hmm. It's definitely heartening. What what was the challenge that you had coming in coming into O'Fallon with um, you know a couple of kids and you know you and your husband are unknown? What were, right. what were some of the, the struggles that you guys had? Um, I think well, I mean, we do have a severely handicapped child, and so that's our second one. And we didn't know okay. that she was severely handicapped until she was oh, around four. Really? Yeah. Okay, so everything's normal, normal, normal. Well, she had hip dysplasia. Okay. So um, that did kind of, um, like she was in the hospital, she had surgeries, and she had, you know, like for long periods of time. Um, but they just said, well, that'll heal, and then she'll be normal. And so that was kind of what we thought. And then we found out she has a genetically, you know, a genetic disorder. So um, that kind of changed our whole life and how mm-hmm. we did things. Can I ask what were some of the challenges with that? Because you, 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 as you had more kids, did that become more difficult, or did it become uh, easier? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, like she would be in the hospital, and I would drag my other kids that were with me, you know, with me, right. um, because I didn't have babysitters. Whenever you're a stay-at-home mom, um, you're in one income, yeah. and so you know your finances are pretty tight. Right. So you have to make it work. So there was many times where Madison would spend, you know, a long time, like weeks at the time in the hospital and I would not let her you know be there by herself so when her dad worked the kids were with me and so you guys were there yes and I was at the hospital with her and I slept you know at the hospital and mm-hmm. I would come and get the other kids and then I would take them you know back to the hospital right. at night you know like like we would just kind of change and my husband would pick them up and so you know we made it work and we made it always a part of the family right so it was right. always you know everything we do was family oriented whether it was sports it was a family you know thing do you have any pets? I have a pet. I have a, a lab <laughs> right now. Big? Yeah, big lab. I, I figured, yeah. <laughs> black lab? Yellow. Lab? We a had yellow a black lab. lab, which was my favorite. Yeah. I love that dog. And then he passed. We got this other one, and he's kind of a pain, but, you know, he's family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, you, you know, I hear you mention family. I hear you mention faith a lot. Uh, what else is on your mind? Um, I mean, or is that everything? I think that is. Well, I mean, my community. I love working in my community. I mean, I I have a passion for that. I have passion for people, and just you know, working, and you know, seeing what I can do to make it better. I think that's what I try to do every day. So that's a great segue. What what inspired you to dive deeper into the community? So I know you're, and I'm not even talking about the politics yet. So clearly, you love people. You love kids. You gotta love them to have that many. But um, how did you feel yourself kind of moving into that that more public or community-minded role? Or did you grow up? Did, did your family, when you were young, were, were, were your, is your young life filled with memories of community? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was, I was very actively involved in my school when I was in high school. And um, again, church. You know, church was always a big thing. Right. And um, so then as I became an adult and uh, my kids started going to school <laughs> and I had some more free time then yeah. you know that's kind of when I started and and I guess well when my youngest went to 
kindergarten. And then my second one, who was uh, severely handicapped, she went to college. And wow, so okay. I was able to, you know, have some time. And so I started working. And so that really opened the door to, you know, what I wanted to do. And I, start, I did actually substitute teach for a little bit. Did you really? Yes. And so what's your degree in? What, what, what's your education? I do not have a degree in my Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I don't either. I have really, really close to, I have just a few hours left in my degree and I did not finish. Good for, so, you know, that's I fine. Know. I know. And this is my opinion. This is not necessarily the, the opinion of any of my guests, but education is the key, not the degree. Right. And um, I certainly didn't pursue anything that required a degree. That's true. And... Um, but what did you study? I studied political science. I minored in pre-law. Okay. And then my last year of college, I um, was pregnant. Oh, so, um, congratulations. I know. It was like, you know, same guy forever. So <laughs> right. It happens. And so, um, yeah. Crazy things happen when, I know. You, when you kiss somebody. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can't go to law school. I have a kid now. And so I thought my whole life was over. And really? I was, oh, yeah. Was that devastating? It was very devastating. And um, But there was never any thought that I would not have her. So right. I was going to have her and so you know I was like okay what do we do now my husband who was like not as upset as I was you know he was like well, well we were always going to get married what's the big deal right so we did and um you know I was like well I guess my political career is over because I always wanted to go into politics really yes okay now we're getting somewhere yeah <laughs> so you had aspirations let me ask you when you were 12 did you say I'm going to be president yes I <laughs> did, did. You really? <laughs> yeah, actually. awesome I got it right <laughs> Yeah, when I when I, well, there was kind of there's kind of a little background story there. Um, when I was a kid, I had all boy cousins, and so I okay. I was like the first girl in my family. My dad had a very large family; there was like ten, and so um, my dad's the youngest, and so there was all boys in our all boy cousins. I was like the first girl in like 15 years. Wow. So I hung out with my cousins and we would play army and I loved playing army. And so one day they um, told me that I couldn't play army anymore because girls weren't allowed in the army. Girls weren't allowed in the army. Yes, because it was the 70s. Girls were not. I mean, they couldn't play combat. And so they were saying, we're playing combat. We can't play with us anymore. So I got mad. <laughs> you must have been mad. I was really mad because really I liked mad. playing. And um, so they were, I said, well, that's crazy. And they said, no, it's against the law. Girls can't be in the army. So I, instead of, you know, I'm not one person to like cry and get upset. I'm like, I'm going to change it. What can yeah. I do to change it? So I told them, I go, well, that's fine. I'll just become president and change that. And they began laughing at me again. And they were like, girls are too stupid to be president because there's never been a girl president. Oh, my gosh. Do they realize the can that they open right there? Exactly, right? And then they went on to say, girls are so stupid, they have to change their last name when they get married. And so that had a huge impact on me. That answered one <laughs> of lot, my right? questions. Exactly. So tell our listeners what that means. I didn't change my name when I got married. I have five children. I've been married for almost 30 years, and I still you know, have my maiden name. Do people so, ask you, is this your time. second marriage? Oh, or, all the time, especially when I have this many kids. which kids were yours and which were yes, his? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But yeah, it had a huge impact on me. And so I decided... I I'm, always wondered that because yeah. I'm like, why is it lost? Why is it, you know, yes. why is Brian different? Yes. So, um, yeah, so I had this, I was dead set and determined to be president. And clearly he didn't mind. No, he didn't care. Well, I mean, we had conversations about it. It wasn't like he just was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
but he, uh, or whenever I um, decided I'd be president, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the smallest kid in my class too. So like when I'm telling all my friends who want to be teachers and veterinarians, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be the president of the United States. And they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> but that, that's what, that's awesome that I, the dreams of a young girl yeah. and here you are, your, <clears throat> your children are, are older. You guys are established in the community and you've been, you've been planting seeds for years for this, haven't you? Yeah. Really? So that dream of um, whether, you know, however serious it was, mm-hmm. let's just say you're that age, I'm going to be the president and I'm going to change this because yes. it's not right. Yes. Did that spirit stay with you through your yes. whole life? It must have because of the challenges with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And with moving across the country and and putting down roots in a new town, and mm-hmm. and now you're a tremendously respected member of our community. Um, yeah, that's a that's a champion spirit, isn't it? Makes sense now. No. I mean, it's all coming together. This is stuff I never would have known had I not started a podcast. That's true. That's so cool. Yeah, because when I went to high school, you know, I was like, okay, asking my parents, well, how do you become? You know, like not in high school when I. But like when you're young, you're like, okay, I want to be president of the United States. What do you have to do? So then I started learning about legislators. Right. And so that's when I really, you know, started looking into it. And then as I got older and then it was in high school, you know, I was like, you know, being a legislator would really be something that I could really possibly do. Well, that's a perfect role for someone who wants to, to make actionable on the ground, feed on the street changes in their community. Right. So you're doing something interesting. Um, you're going straight for state level. I know. I, I, some people say, "Why didn't you start out somewhere else?" And I thought about it. I had, you know, considered running for, you know, a, a different position. But um, I feel like God's timing is perfect, and He had has a purpose and a plan, and things worked out the way they did. And there's nobody running right now, or was nobody planning to run in that seat? So mm-hmm. the timing was right. Well, what do you say to somebody who doesn't have the same faith as you about that? About when you say faith, are you talking about? Well, you're saying <laughs> God's plan. You know, I, oh, okay. I happen, I'm, 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 my arms are locked with you. I'm with mm-hmm. you. But what do you say? And I'm just kind of diving in, like I'm diving into the politics stuff. What do you say to somebody in your district who is agnostic or, or is someone who doesn't believe in God? What do you, you know, this is my time. How do you, how do you frame that for somebody who, because I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe in God's timing. Right, right. There's a providence. But so how do you address people as a, as a politician who, right. who doesn't, how do you address someone who says, well, you know, there's no God. Which, right. God, I didn't say that like I meant it. It's not two years ago, but, but you, you, you understand the question. Right, right. Um, I think that I, um, if you don't believe in God, maybe you believe that the things that have gotten me where I am have have be, happened because I believe in a higher power. That maybe it's not. I don't. I don't believe I got my, myself here. I believe God did, but if I right. there isn't a God, I I mean I can't explain it. But I guess I, if you don't believe in God, that's a really weird question. Really I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm, that's <laughs> one of the most difficult questions I've ever I think I've asked anybody. And I'm trying to think how I would answer it if you'd asked me that. I'm like yeah. I don't know. And, and pretty, I mean I think I think if if you don't believe in God and and seeing me what I do, I have a passion, and I have a a. I think I have a goal that I want to do good things, and so if you don't mm-hmm. believe in God, and but you can see that people do want to do good things, and they but want you to help haven't people. just you haven't just said I have a passion 
that I want to turn, turn into a purpose. You've actually been doing stuff. You're, you've served on boards and committees and you've done a, mm-hmm. some, a lot of things. Right. When did you start getting active in that, at that level? You know, like, I think you, you had mentioned working with some other community people that we know in like swim teams and things mm-hmm. like that, right? So. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, well, with my kids, when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was very actively involved in the community. We went to church, got to know, you know, lots of people that way. And um, being Southern Baptist, you know, there's always something going on at church. Always. <laughs> so I got to know a lot of people and it was a large church that we went to. And um, so I, I just got to meet lots and lots of people. And then... Um, I was in, my kids were in sports teams, you know, swim teams. And so I got to run some of those. I was president of the YMCA swim team, um, parents um, team. So our parents organization that runs the swim team with Anna Alt. Mm -hmm. And so um, I got to meet Anna and Anna is the queen of uh, networking. (laughs) I I think... I made her a badge for Osteostrom. Did you? It says Queen of, I think, Networking Queen. Ah. Yeah. She is wonderful. She um, is. So that started getting you involved yes. in just leadership. Yes. Is that outside of your family? Is that your first foray into actual leadership, organizational leadership? Is no, like the, the no. kid stuff? I mean, no, because when I was in high school, I was running a lot of stuff, too. Okay, was, so you were politically minded then because you were still going to be president. Well, when I was in high school, I was going to be president. I, I, I considered, I was I really wanted to be a legislator in high school. At that point, you decided, mm-hmm. yes. this is my path. As a matter of fact, my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I said, you know, I'm going to be a politician. And so I can't do the stuff that some of these kids are doing. So, like, I didn't do pot. I didn't I didn't do any of that stuff. Because so even that young, you're thinking, then, in the future, I'm uh-huh. going to be this, so... And all my friends would make fun of me because they're like, are you serious? I'm like, yep, I'm not doing that because I want to have a clean slate. I want to go in there, you know. That's remarkable. I know it sounds crazy to somebody. Nobody does that. Right? I'm like, who are you, an alien? My husband's like, are you serious? But, you know, he just, he's always said, you know, I'm like, I can't, I can't date somebody also who does that, you know, so... At least I didn't find out about it. <laughs> right. Well, who knows? But I've met your husband. He's he's a he's a man among men. Um, he's entirely too handsome, and he's he's a big, strong fella. Yeah. So you get you guys both have done well, clearly. But um, I'm really fascinated that at, at that age you knew that this was coming, and here it is, this many years later, and you're really putting it into action. So you're in. I'm in. You're yeah. all in for your, not only your county, uh, you're in for all the way down the to the line. grassroots, uh, that that individual in your district, mm-hmm. all the way through, and, and you're, you want to take that to state. So what, for people who are listening who don't know what a state representative does, what does that role mean? Well, um, I will go to Jefferson City, which is our state capital, and um, there will be legislation that is submitted by, I can, you know, submit legislation, which legislations become bills, and then when they're signed, they become laws. And so I personally think there's too many laws. <laughs> so I would like to see an elimination rather than just creating a bunch more, because every, if I go up there with the idea of making myself look good and just write a bunch of laws, then that's more laws and regulations that we have to live by. Right. So I would rather get rid of some than right. write a bunch of them. You don't hear about legislative sessions where they're they're striking useless laws. Oh yeah, or passing useless laws that well, are that's, silly. That's not helping anybody. <laughs> no. So we uh, we probably have laws on the books from 30, 40, 50 years oh, ago that yeah. are certainly not relevant to today. Um, a lot of the 
you know, much of the, many of the laws are clearly relevant. Mm-hmm. They're timeless. Right. Uh, Constitution, yes. uh, that from that framework on. But do you have a, a pet project law or do um, you have a pet project mindset or framework? Because I think a lot of politicians might say, I'm the pro-abortion candidate or mm-hmm. I'm the pro-life candidate. Or do you have a mindset like that? Do you have a, a platform or, or is it really... Just common sense community. Honestly, it's common sense community. I don't yeah. really, I mean, of course I have, you know, I, I'm a Republican. And so I do stand on those, you know, what the Republicans stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean that, but I think leadership is important. And I mm-hmm. do think I have that ability to lead and to network and make sure that even the people who are across the aisle are heard. And that even if I don't agree with them, I want them to still relate and maybe try to understand where they're coming from so that we can not fight all the time. Cause I think in Jefferson city, I think we, we didn't get a lot done this last year. You know, I say we, I wasn't up there, but, um, well, the, the, yes, they represent us and they didn't get a lot done. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I would love to go up there and fix it, but I know I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to go fix it, but like, I would like to see be a part of this. Yes. And say what can be done, what really needs to be done to maybe change that and get some things to actually happen that are good for the people as a whole. So when you were young, you knew you were going to be a politician, but what was the inspiration for that? Um, I mean, I, I mean, are you talking about like people that well, inspire I'm, me? Or? If you're that young and you're, and so, okay, I, I think you answered that question. It was the, you can't play, you can't play yes, combat. Yes. So um, has there been anything else along the way that is, like, well, what are some things that, that have come along in, you know, as a parent that concern parent. you politically? Well, if we go back even <clears throat> further, like there was a lot of things like I did notice that like women couldn't do. And as far as being a conservative, there wasn't a lot of conservative women. I mean, one of my favorite was Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. And she was across the water. Right. <laughs> you know, right. she was in England. So, um, you know, there just weren't a lot of Republican women. And so... As a mom, as someone, as a woman who has worked with lots of other women in different networking organizations, if I do become a successful politician, I want to mentor other women and encourage them to, you know, be involved and, and you know, to be, you know, a part of their community and to be a leader, that that's okay. One of the things that I think, and maybe this is, me, is a little bit out of line or maybe it's simply me not understanding something, but one of the things that I understand about women um, aside from being the way smarter group of people, <clears throat> is they often don't use their voice. That's true. So when you say there weren't a lot of conservative women, I'm not doubting that at all. But I wonder if it's just, you know, we don't hear them speak. And that could be. Because, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, left-leaning women, mm-hmm. you know, and they're very vocal. Right. And that's awesome. And we're just now starting to see more right-wing right. women starting to, you know, speak up. To step up, up and, and speak yes. their conservative values. Yes. So um, I love what you said a little bit ago about having the other side of the aisle being heard. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more, nothing better than I've learned as a businessman, as a parent, as a pastor, as whatever role I'm in is becoming a good listener. Mm-hmm. 
What do you what do you think the state is of listening in politics these days? I think it's little. To it's none. very small. Yeah, yeah, I really do because <clears throat> I've noticed that when people get angry, because I'm I'm on lots of different organizations throughout our community, and I do a lot of leadership. And when people get angry and they come to me and they're telling me their problem, they want me to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, more than anything, they want me to listen and they want me to you know have the answer. And I'm not going to always have the answer. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I have the answer. You know, a lot of times I ask, okay, well, what is your solution? How do you think, how do you feel we should go about doing this? And then I explain my situation, how I can't do maybe what they're wanting, but maybe we can do something else that would come close to it. That's just a principle in good business in general is, is, um, I had a, I had a boss years and years ago who said, just, you know, Mike, listen, respectfully, don't come to me with a problem you don't have a solution for. Absolutely. It may not be a good one, but give me something. Absolutely. Just anything. Yeah. yeah. So as a state representative, how much time does a state rep, or do you think, should a state rep spend making themselves available in town halls and forums? Is that something you can do as a state rep? Yes. Can you have town halls and mm-hmm. churches and community centers? Mm-hmm. And, and, yes, uh, I think it's being available. Um, one of the things I've noticed that just being in the different organizations that you and I are in, with the chambers and things mm-hmm. like that, we see a couple of our representatives that show up, you know, close, a co- close to election time. Um, now, there's, there's a couple that do come um, that are very consistent, um, and they, they do show up. And I've talked to the mayors, and I've asked them, you know, do you see, you know, a lot of the legislators? Do they come to you? And they're like, well, you know, there's one or two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, for the most part, you know, they don't, and they do have other jobs. Like, let's, I'm not going to say, you know, yeah, being a state rep is no, not a lucrative financial. It is not. I'm not going in there because it I want lots. Doesn't of money. pay well. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Like literally, you could be a part timer at Quick Trip. Yes. And make what a state rep probably makes. make more. Yeah. 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 My husband all the time says, you know, you you you're probably could make a lot more money doing a lot more. <laughs> a lot less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other thing, but you know, he knows this is what I want to do. Yeah. So he's very supportive. Totally. But but yeah, it's I mean it's you know, there's there's a lot. <laughs> have you enjoyed the process of campaigning? I have, but have I really? don't I don't have a primary. So I'm in a different um, seat than someone mm-hmm. who has someone that they're that's running against them in their own party. So, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that are running that, you know, they're stressed out and they're, you know, and, and I'm not. But I mean, right. I think preparing and wanting, a lot of people knew that I wanted to run and they knew that I wanted to do this. And so whenever I said I'm doing it, I think it was kind of like let other people know that could have competed against me. Say, no, right. let's not do this one. Not that seat. Not then. Yeah. Maybe Maybe later. Maybe later. Yeah. yeah. How long is a state representative term? They are two-year terms and you can run for um, four terms. So it's eight years. Okay. Do you see yourself... Let's just say you become a state rep. Mm-hmm. Let's say you term out. Okay. Do you see yourself moving into other arenas? If it's God's will, yes, I will. I would like to do that. If I like it. If you <laughs> like get up it. and be like, I hate this. this well, awful. what if God says do it and you hate it? Then I will do a lot of praying because... <laughs> <laughs> Make me not hate this guy. <laughs> yes, because I know that for many years I thought, why do I want to do this so right. bad? Like, why? And I begged God to just remove this remove desire. desire. Right. Yes. And I, he just did and he made it stronger. stronger. And so I, whenever I had the opportunities, you know, to walk through doors, he's like, showed me, hey, here you go. Here you go. And so, you know, I, it just confirmed this is what I'm supposed to be doing. What do you love about it? What do you love about, like, where you are today? Uh-huh. What do you love about the process? Like, okay, you made the decision. Mm-hmm. I'm in. 
I'm doing this. And then how has your life changed? What do you, or has it? And what do you love? What are some of the challenges? What are the, what are the struggles? Um, I think I, I love being around the people. You know, everyone says, oh, you're always so busy. Well, I've always been like that. Like nothing's really changed in that aspect. That's just my personality. And that's what I love to do. And nothing has really changed in that aspect. Um, I do love that I feel like um, people maybe take me a little more serious because, you know, I could be in just a few months, you know, sitting in Jeff City making laws, right. <laughs> creating right. laws. Mm-hmm. And so I think some people take me a little bit more serious than before. But um, I think for the most part, a lot of people are excited for me. And so they're like, wow, you know, I have walked through this whole process with you mm-hmm. and watching <clears throat> me go to where I'm wanting to go. And so many people helped me. You mm-hmm. know, it's just people that don't even have my same values, don't even have my same view. You know, they're like, I want to help you. I want to see you go to where, you know, you want to go because I think you're going to do great things for the community. Right. And that, I think, that makes me humble because it's like, wow, it's not just about me. It's not. It's really not. And, and you know, I, I just had a thought that isn't it incredible that people that disagree with you trust you? I know. It really does. And I think that's key. When I was talking with Mike Elam, I asked him a question. And let me see if I can frame it correctly. I asked him, is... Is it his role, is it his job to take what his constituents want and pass that along politically? Or is it his role to make decisions for his constituents? And I didn't ask it just like that. Right, right. But I know you're going with that. Um, I I think that, I mean, for one, if you're voting for me, you're going to know that I'm going to stand on certain things. Like as a Republican, I'm going to stand for the Republican Party. And so if you don't agree with that, it might not be a good idea to vote for me. Right. <laughs> because for the right. f- most part, that's where I'm going. Right. But of course, you know, there are things that you can give a little bit on. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that you have to listen to other people and see where they're coming from and see why it is so important, you know, to other people. And to say, okay, my constituents feel very, very strongly about this and that maybe I have to consider that. So as a Republican, it's interesting. I'm a very conservative guy, but I don't know that, and maybe this is a confession, maybe it's not, but I don't know that I proudly or unproudly would claim to be a Republican. Uh-huh. I certainly am a conservative guy. Right. But the line, you know, that central marker has mm-hmm. moved so much. Oh, yeah. As the extremes of left and right have, have pushed the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk put up a meme recently. Do you know what I'm talking about? He put the right and the left and there and, and, and the extremes. And then here's a, a mark in the center. Yes. And he was on the left. Uh-huh. Well That was a couple years ago. Yeah. And then politically left the 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 you know, there's extremists on right, both sides. Right. Absolutely. So the extremes on the left in this analogy, he noted in this meme would move had moved so far left that the center moved, and he didn't move, but now he's on right, the right. Right, So how do you feel about um, the Republican Party and where th- those values that mm-hmm. the core have? How do you feel? Do you feel like the Republican Party has shifted and changed over the last 20 years that you've really been, 30 years that you've thought about it? Or do you feel like it's been consistent? I mean, I'm I'm sure that they've, you know, given a little bit. I think that the conservative side has been a little bit more consistent than the left because, I, I mean, 
that's how I kind of see it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like I I had somebody say, you know, Wendy, I really like you. I I told my wife about you and she, you know, I told her she should vote for you, but she tends to vote a little bit socialist. (laughs) A little bit socialist. Yeah. And I said, well, if your wife votes socialist, I I don't think she wants to vote for me. Yeah, I'm probably not. I mean, so in that, in that sense, I I mean, I'm I'm not a socialist. I'm not going to vote anywhere near Mm -hmm. socialist. You would not be happy with me in that sense. So I think they've both gone to extremes, but I think we have to be, you know, what does common sense tell us? And right. I think common sense has kind of gone out the door on both sides. And so I hope to bring that. That's my yeah. motto. Well, your common sense and, and others' common sense and mine could all be a little bit different. That's true. Because of our worldview, our backgrounds. But there is, you know, as, as people of faith, mm-hmm. there is a central core right. of morality that kind of guides all that. So let's not go. I don't want to go that deep right now. <laughs> when do you find that you're most productive? So you I mean obviously you're thinking about you're thinking about politics, you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about your life, you're projecting your life in Jeff City. Um, what do you find is your most productive time? Do you do you get up early and get rolling and I do. And, I'm an early person. Oh yeah. Um, but then I also what I'm driving. Like my brain is like always thinking and mm-hmm. so I'm always, you know, like what can I do and then I'll you know, make little notes and, you know, write because I'm always on the go. I'm always going to one event to another. And, um, so I think you have to use your time, little times that you have as productive as possible. Are you good at managing distractions or do you, are you? I have five kids. Of course I am. (laughs) You're never going to finish cooking a meal if you can't handle distractions. No. Um, do you, do you feel hopeful? For politics? I do, but I have a lot of people who tell me, oh, you're just thinking, you know, you're going to go up to Jefferson City and make a difference. Yeah, why would I be running if I didn't think that? <laughs> right. I mean, that I would be stupid why to go, I'm just going to go up there and hang out. No, I'm that's go not the goal. I'm going to go up there and be a, a cog in the machine. Yeah, I'm right. just going to go warm a seat. No, my goal is to make it better. I mean, I don't know that I can promise that, but that is my goal is to make it right. better and make what it would you, somewhat better What would for you people. consider success? I think if they can get some things done, because like last session was really bad and they're not getting things done. They're not listening to one another. They're just my way or the highway. And you can't get things done that way. You have to work together. Politics is done in networking. Mm-hmm. It's, Absolutely. It's done. It's not done on the floor. It's, it's not. It's done at, 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 you know, over coffee. It's right. done at lunch. It's done in the... Well, and even, even like the, in politics, you know, you're, there's a... A, a certain a manner of respect that you're supposed to have for one another because mm. of the position that you hold. Sure, the and position is one of honor. I mean, and it's it's not treated that way. You know, whenever they're calling people names and you know saying like I heard Mike Elam, you know, and he when he was on your your show that he was saying that you know he's been called names like Rhino right. and things like that. And I've known Mike for years, and I'm like, but it's politics, and that's right. how they get elected is by calling each other names. Right. Yeah, it's the ones that are the bombastic and. Yes. and Yell the most. So maybe you should start throwing stuff. No, you want to you want to tear my office. That's not me. <laughs> you can take pictures and, and and do all kinds of stuff. So what was your? So you were. I want to back up. Okay. Um, what was your first job? My first job? Yeah. I worked at an ice cream shop in my hometown. Okay. I did ice cream at a, it's called the Cone Barn in Roxana, Illinois. Right yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I loved it. It was the, the best job ever and I didn't get paid anything hardly, but right. I loved it. Now, so you had kids, you family, we've been through all of that. 
But then you started doing, you started taking, you started working outside mm-hmm. of the home at yes. some point. When did you start that? That was when my daughter went to kindergarten and um, my other one went to Mizzou. She uh, went to college that's handicapped. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I, I did substitute teach for a little while. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did that for a while because I wanted to know, I wanted to learn a little bit more about schools mm-hmm. because I, as, as a legislator, I'm like, I need to know both sides. I'm a mom. I took care of my daughter had IEPs and 504s. So I dealt with that end as a parent, but I wanted to also see what it was like to be in the schools as a teacher. And so I got to do that for a little while. And then... Um, I wasn't, I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't something I really enjoyed. I like being around people and I like talking to adults and people. And so I wanted to do that. And so my husband said, why don't you get into sales? So I found a chiropractor, a local chiropractor. Um, I think I could say her name. Um, Absolutely. Dr. Keo. Oh, Felicity. <laughs> yes. Dr. She's Keogh. awesome. Yeah. Um, chiropractic. It was, it's, she's great. And, um, so I went to work for her. That's right. I remember yes. it's all coming back to me yes. now. That's I think that's how we met. Yes, yes. So because um, you worked for for yeah, Felicity. I did marketing for her, and um, she's a great chiropractor. Loved her. Yes, love her. She's a great, great human being. <laughs> and she's got a great story too with her family business and, yes. and, and all that. And she's I met her local. through business. Um, her family go, is long and deep here. In yeah, her grandfather was a chiropractor. Yeah. So yeah, so like I got to, I got, then that's how I got into the chambers because, um, what I did for her, you know, she was a member of the chambers and so I went and represented her mm-hmm. and, um, got involved in the networking and really liked it. Mm-hmm. And of course I started getting into other things like public policy and then I did vision cause she was the one that said, um, you know, you go do vision and, you know, represent me. And so I did that. And so I didn't know that. Yeah. So John Dawson also <laughs> pushed her to <laughs> try to convince her, like, this would be good for Wendy. Okay. And which is funny because, you know, again, I'm praying, God, where do you want me to go and how is this working in the whole scheme of things? And here John Dawson's like, you need to go do vision. And, right. you know, vision, you know, you did vision. I did. And so, you know, it, it does. It plays a huge role. You learn a lot about St. Charles County. Those are the steps that, that make somebody. Those are all the steps. And all along the way, it's people. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask, what is it that you love about people? You're always smile. You are you always smile. You're always happy. Yeah. But I know where that joy comes from. Mm-hmm. But what do you love about people? I just like being around them. I think I feed on other people's energy. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I don't get around people because... Maybe I'm selfish and I just want to be around people because I like being around people and it makes me feel good. You know, it just yeah. makes me happy. And um, I, I, I enjoy hanging out with people and, you know, it's trying to see what can we do, you know, to fix things. If there's, you know, when there's a problem, like if I, if I have a one-to-one with somebody, I'm like, okay, what do you need? What can I do to help right. your business? You know, what will help you? Who do you need to meet? Who do right. you need to know? And I think that, you know, it's just, it's just a part of, you know, getting to know people better. What... What challenges you right now? What, what challenges me? Let's say politically. Let's politically. say in your, poli- your political career. What, what challenges you right now with um, the process, with mm-hmm. where you are? Right. Do you, do you feel like there have been some setbacks? Or do you feel like um, there have been some, some successes? I feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm sitting good right now again because I don't have a primary. 
Um, but then like I see a lot of people trying to compare me to other candidates or other people that are already in office. And I don't like that because everyone says, oh, are you like this person? Are you like that person? I'm like me. And so right. I don't like to be compared to other right. people because I think I'm different. People have to compare. People have to mm-hmm. tie bows around. Yes. Because especially if you say, I'm a, I'm a, a Republican, I'm a Democrat, mm-hmm. I'm a, an independent, then suddenly you're, you're pigeonholed into this right. one thing. Well, right. how can you have an identity in right. a, a Republican moniker? Like, what, what is it that sets you apart that makes you not those people? I think I listen. <laughs> you know what? That could It could be that simple. I honestly think it is. Um, I mean, maybe the others do. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, make them sound bad or anything like that because there are some great legislators. Um, I just think that mine is I listen and I want to connect with people. And I think I'm very easy for people to come to me and talk to. And so... You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be Wendy Houseman, you know, the representative, you know, no one wants to come around. No, I'm just Wendy, you know. Well, if any, if any of you listening don't know Wendy, get to know Wendy. <laughs> because she's very, very approachable. Thank you. <laughs> very much so. What would you define as success in, in the role of politics? I think if, if you can make half of the people happy... <laughs> That's success. You know what? That's, I mean, with the way polls are, with doesn't matter who is in office. No. It seems like most people are unhappy. Right. But that's not a political problem. No. You know, people's joy is not a political problem. No, it's not. It, it I think never was. In 20 years, if I can, you know, look back and say, you know, I made a difference, that will be worth it. Well, you know, you've already made a difference, though. You have. I mean, look at your children, your family, your husband your community, you've made a difference. So what is there left to do? I guess there's never enough. There's never enough, is there? <laughs> there's a song called that, right? <laughs> I, a, what, this isn't, this isn't a fair question. Okay. What, what's something about yourself that you, you're working on? That I'm working on? Yeah, what are you working on? Hmm. I, I mean, I'm always working on my faith, my relationship with Lord. I always, I mean, that's something I do on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, right now my head's really focused on this election. Like you're hunkered down. You're. I am. I really am. And, you know, everything I do and I think, okay, you know, being in marketing, I, I think, how am I promoting myself? What am I looking like today? You know, how is it, you know, mm-hmm. on social media? <laughs> what is, you yeah. know, going on? So I think... I mean, that's where my focus is. And, and I love it. I mean, I think that's, it's a fun place to be for me. And so I'm in my happy place. Okay. <laughs> Do you, um, let me ask some personal questions. Okay. Would you rather stay home or go out? I like to go out. Okay. If you could meet any celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? Dead or alive? Um, any celebrity. Any celebrity. Oh, wow. I'm not really excited about celebrities. I'm not either. Sorry, <laughs> that's a dumb not. question. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It'd be chicken. Chicken? I love chicken. It's got it all, doesn't it? Is it is awesome, and my husband hates it. Are you serious? <laughs> He's not a fan. Of chicken? Yeah. He's a beef well, guy. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this is one of the questions on my list, but I already know the answer. If you could have any career in the world, what would it be? It would be a politician. A politician. <laughs> I've been working on that for a long time. <laughs> have you traveled much? 
my mom was a flight attendant and so when I was a kid and so I got to travel more when I was a kid right but um just because my son played ball so um we did do select ball and we got to travel a little bit with that but I love Missouri. Missouri is, I'm from Illinois, but I love, there's no, no you know better what? place. <laughs> My wife is from Alaska. I'm from here locally. I'm from a town called Hawk Point. But I, I've been in this area my whole life. I'm mm-hmm. quite content. Yes. Staying here. I love Missouri. I love Missouri. I, I don't know why anybody would want to leave. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I told you. I'm actually taking a role with my city now. Oh, I did I'm not. starting my my political career. Really? I am, but I, I'm I'm just I'm just, I'm I'm joining a board. That's awesome. At my city level. That is good. People should do that. They should. People think you have to go big. You know, no, you don't. You'd start. There's a lot of different right. things. They need good people. Right. And I always say, if you can't complain, or you can only complain if you do something. Right. If you're involved. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the idea of politics. I didn't when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I, I got really frustrated with it. Yes. And then I just, I rejected all politics. And then I realized, oh my gosh, we need people that care yes, about politics. Do. So I think it's fascinating, you know. Now, I've met some of our state reps. I've met mm-hmm. I've met some senators. I've met um, Governor Parsons. Uh, great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be a, 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 state, a state rep. rep. Mm-hmm. We've got some county council. I know. I know some city council people now in mm-hmm. O'Fallon, and um, it's interesting, you know, growing into this role. And oh, I'm excited yeah. to be. I'm, I'm excited to know people who right. care yes. about their community. And I think that's one of the traits. I think so too. That that makes people jump and go forward when, like, you're not you're not going to get paid a lot of money. No. Like. I know mm-hmm. w- how much. And you don't do this unless you really want to affect change or so. unless, I mean, there can be nefarious reasons. Right. I mean, you can have, you know, you want to make yourself, you know, think you're bigger, better than what right. you Right. Or you are, want but, connections for business <laughs> yes. or whatever. It can be, it can be. Or if you have other goals, you know. Right. But you really have to care about something other than you, I mm-hmm. think, to be in politics. So... That's the that's, good politicians, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, and there are bad politicians are. too. Um, what are some things that you would you would like to see happen in St. Charles County? I will, well, I have gotten involved a little bit more with the conservation, and so you know, like I know they just opened up the Blue Way. Have you heard about that? I know about the Blue Way, and it's yes, so funny. I'm excited. I'm 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 thrilled about it, but I'm such a I get distracted by shiny things. Yes. As soon as I saw that blue away, I'm like shopping for. I know. I'm totally shopping for kayaks, man. We've got one. And I'm like, <laughs> you can borrow it. I, and I'm like, I, can I just rent one? You can. So I'm the guy that would go out and buy like six kayaks yes, for my whole family, family. Mm-hmm. and we'd use them like four times. Yes. I'm gonna rent my there kayaks. There you go. They have those little trailers. I know. Yeah. I'm going to rent them. Yes, because I, I think that's cool. And I my kids grew up, you know, like they love hunting. And my husband's a big avid hunter. And so, you know, that's important to them. And, yeah. you know, just keeping St. Charles County. I mean, we're growing like crazy, but we do have to keep, you know, certain areas in the natural form. Totally. We need that. Because need that's that. why some people visit. And that's why some people live here and, mm-hmm. you know, move here. And so we need to we need to keep that. I agree. I, and I think the mindset... That you know, here here's a here's a thought. 
We want to welcome anybody that wants to come. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we gain about 6,000 people a year. Right. But at some point, we'll run out of room if we keep doing that. Yeah, but people move. People move out. You know, people pass away. People pass you know, away. People, I mean, yeah. like a lot of the kids, I'm like, my, I have three adult children and they've moved. They don't, you know, they don't live here. So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we'll be okay. We'll be okay. What are some things you'd like to see in St. Charles County? Um, I mean, I just, I'd like to keep, make sure we stay safe because I feel like our police, we have amazing police officers here in um, St. Charles County. And so I think that's very important. We have great schools. Um, so, I mean, I, I, there's, I like it how it is. Yeah. You know, th- there are some challenges, but w- what, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dissent about, you know, uh, school boards and, mm-hmm. you know, we've gone through some changes and, right. and some of that. But overall, we've got it good. We really do. I love St. Charles County. There's a lot to do for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Right. We have a lot of um, great charities, too. Oh, yeah. What are some, are, are you involved in any charities right now to speak of? Yeah, um, I'm right now involved with um, uh, FAST, which is the Foster Adoption, um, what is it, Foster Adoptions support team. I don't know that one. You've not heard of that? No. Oh, yeah. Jeff Marshall. Um, he owns the Minuteman Press that I work for. Yeah, Jeff's a great guy. <laughs> yes, he's very actively involved he in is things. A, Minuteman Press, um, Jeff, is is a true community oh, statesman. Yeah. That's why we kind of worked great together. Whenever he asked me to come aboard, it was like, this is a good thing for us. Yeah, he is. Because <laughs> we're both very community oriented. Mm-hmm. And so, but he, he's involved very heavily in FAST and, um, he's asked me to come on board, um, to help with their gala that they're doing. And, um, you know, I think children are something that I know is near and dear to my heart. And so we, you know, whenever he asked me to work on this and, you know, possibly do some things together, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let me shift gears again. Sure. Are you where you thought you'd be? Well, (laughs) I mean, that's a loaded question. Honestly, sometimes I have to pinch myself and I can't believe that I'm where I'm at right now. Like it's, it's because I thought there would never be, I was like, there's never going to be a chance for me to do this because right. I remember when I first, when I first thought about doing like seriously thought about running, um, <laughs> I sat down with Anna Alt <laughs> and I sat down with her and I said, she goes, Wendy, that was when I was working in sales and exclusively. And she's like, you're not really happy with what you're doing. She goes, I know you like it, but that's not what you really want to do. Yeah. And I'm like, how could she read my mind? And she said, what do you really want to do? And I said, you know what? I go, this is the first time I've said this openly and publicly. I want to run for, for state rep. And she was like, what are you doing about it? And at that time, I was doing nothing. And so it kind of made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Anna, why would you ask me that? But it was So a, you were mad at her? I was. I was mad at Anna. Yeah, why? She pull? knows that. Yeah. yeah. And um, But then she, I mean, that was the best thing, you know, that she could say to me. Yeah. Because it really made me, okay, you need to get your act together. And you need to start focusing and get involved in the areas that you need to, you know, they'll get you where you need to go. There's a there's a thing among men, and I'm sure your your husband knows it. Yeah, you may know this. It's it's not a secret, but it's it's iron sharpening iron, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's a that's a big thing in the faith community. It's a big thing among executives and leadership, and really men holding men accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting through some of the local groups like Little Black Book, and mm-hmm. through some of the networking opportunities we have here, and probably in in other amazing communities around the country. But to see women really challenging women, yeah. You know, like 
what are you doing about it? Right. Well, and you know, dudes do it all the time. And not I, being I, mean, but you know, it's it was the best thing that happened that she could have said to me. Right. You know. Right. Because it really pissed you it off. It did. And I, I mean, I've talked to her about it since, but I'm like, you know, that was one of the best things you know right. that you could have said to me because I needed to get my head out of the sand and actually yeah. start doing something. So when you were challenged, when she challenged you, and and she's like, she's thumping you on the chest, mm-hmm. going, "Put up or shut up." Yeah. And. What was that decision like for you? Tell me about that experience, that process of being angry at Anna. And we love Anna all. We do. All of us get angry at her. And we all love her. But but at, forget that. Right. That process of that self-reflection. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Yeah. Like, tell me about that. And then and what did you do about it? Well, I started, I was like, okay, I have to do something. And of course, the first thing I do is pray. Right. Because <laughs> that's what I do. And, um, you know, then I was like, okay, God, just show me, show me some people. Start opening doors so I can see where I'm supposed to be going. And, you know, my husband came home one day and was like, um, hey, I just met um, our state rep and he works in my office and he wants to meet you. And I was like, whoa. So I got to meet him and um, he was running. And so I wanted to learn. How do you go about doing this? Nick Schroer. Okay. And so, you know, he actually let me, you know, go knock on doors with him and let me go to events and, you know, I'd take pictures for him and just kind of learn the process. be in it, just swim yes. it, right? And I mean, I was in cloud nine because I'm like, if I never do anything else, this is so awesome. I love this. And I was just so happy to do that. And then I got involved a little bit more in the GOP or the um, good old boys or the good old party, <laughs> the Republican yep. party. Um, and then, you know, me, and then we started a um, women's organization here in St. Charles and it's called the Federated Republican Women of St. Charles County. And so to be a founding member of that, because there, there was another organization and they're older ladies, but they, you know, they just have lunch and they discuss politics, but they aren't really proactive, I would say. And so I was really looking for a group that was proactive, something that was pro-women that would help women get involved. Mm-hmm. And so we started this you know, group, and it really has just taken off. And we've got women who are running for judge. We've got women who are aldermen. We do. Yes. I, it, tell me if I'm misspeaking, but I think there are more women on the ballot now than ever. Oh, I agree. Well, there's no right now. And that's a, well, I mean, I mean, like in this season, like yes, the last yes. years, yes. couple of years, like nowadays. Right. There are more women involved in politics. And, and that's, and that's good. important. It really is right. important. Um, my wife would never run for politics, mm-hmm. but my wife has strong opinions. And, and we need people like her. Like we need those women in the background to, you know, support other women who do want to do this right. and have that passion. And those voices. And I think of it as a husband... As as Christine's husband, not mm-hmm. as Mike, right. but as Christine's husband, that guy, Christine's mm-hmm. husband, gets a lot of wise counsel. Oh yeah, from her absolutely. And I think that's kind of classically been how women have mm-hmm. handled their political right well, throughout history, right? Throughout history, because we weren't and, allowed to talk. <laughs> and and any wise man would go home and run it by his wife. Absolutely. And I don't mean that in any sort of like. I'm not trying to to polish anybody. Here. Right. I'm right. just that's what men did. Mm-hmm. But now as opposed to what you saw when you were 12 and 15 and right. you're seeing women roll up their sleeves and mm-hmm. and say I'm in. Yeah, I mean we have a vice president. I'm not a fan of hers, but she's a woman first woman vice president. You know, that's huge. It is a big I deal. I mean, that is really cool. It there are a lot of changes in the last 40 years. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. 
What are some changes that you see coming up? Do you think more women, or more and more women, will be involved in politics? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think this is just the beginning. You're just, you're really, you're. Tell me about this group that you've started. Like, so you meet. How often do you meet? We meet once a month. Okay. And, and then how many we, women are there? Um, I think I believe there's about twenty. That's a good group. Yeah. Right. That's an effective group of, of people to meet. Right. And then so we, like I said, we have judges or women that are running for judge. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, two or three. And then we've got, um, we've got a, someone who is, she is a, um, oh, what is it called? She speaks on the radio all the time. She's mm-hmm. a big, big red state. Um, and we've got, you know, aldermen that mm-hmm. are women that are, um, you know, on there. So one of our St. Peter's aldermen. Yes. Um, we have two, well, no, no St. Peter's. They're, it's O'Fallon. We have um, two O'Fallon. Okay. So, um, and then we have um, two people that are running for state rep. Okay, awesome. So we're just, you know, moving all around. That's cool. Are you are you actively recruiting? Or we is do, it just, okay. yes. And yeah. we, we tried to, you know, pe- get people to run for school board. You know, you're backing people for school board. Well, back up. How do people contact you to join your... Well, it's called the Federated Republican Women of St. Charles. So they can just Google that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's all that Facebook group or yes, whatever. Yes, we okay. have one on there, and I th- believe they have a website going. Is there so. anything on your website, wendyhausman.com? Is it dot .com? Yes, dot .com. Um, I, I, if you go to my website, it does say Federated Republican Women. Okay. So you can cool. click on that. But, yeah, it's... It's just a great way for women to get involved. And like we have women who just are like, I just am tired of where our country's going and what's going on in the world. You know, I want to, I want to feel like I'm doing something. Well, get a part of our group and then, you know, you can knock on doors. You know, Mm. we we have candidates, you know, that you can help. If you don't want to be a candidate, you can support a candidate. Sometimes we need people, you know, we have bad days or I just need somebody to send me a text message that says, you got this, you know, just be supportive. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, every person in our organization is, you know, has once to be a politician you know we need people in the background who are not afraid to say we'll be there you know we just want to support you right and on uh, kind of on that line um speaking of support and mm-hmm. just being involved <clears throat> have you who influences you politically right now right now um i mean locally um i had a, a big mentor of mine was um the mayor sally faith Okay. She was the former mayor um, before Dan Borgmeyer. Mm-hmm. And um, she really, you know, I, I said, can I have five minutes of your time? And she said, let's have breakfast. Right. And so I got to sit down with her and, you know, she really encouraged me. And I was not, ex- I, I'm thinking I'm just a nobody. Why would she, you know, want me, you know, encourage me? Right. But she was so supportive and she still calls me, you know, and, and encourages me. And so, you know, it's people like that. And of course, you know, I'm in Little Black Book, as you'd mentioned, and, mm-hmm. you know, Angel Magasano, you know, she's constantly will say something to me, you know, like, you know, hey, you got this, you know, and, and she's not party affiliate or anything like that. But she right. just, you know, she'd love to see one of her girls, <laughs> well, there's you know, some, do something. There's something about, I mean, it's relevant to support. It's relevant for women to support women. Absolutely. Because you're a woman. Mm-hmm. You may disagree or you, or you may agree. Absolutely. But, you know, the same is, is for men. I want to see men empowered. Absolutely. Um, my, my wife and I were having a discussion, and she and I were, were sometimes we're on different sides of the issue. Uh-huh. You know, and that's normal. Yeah. And that's healthy. Absolutely. And uh, we were mostly on the same side of this issue. We were in an, an amazing period uh, an amazing time where um, 
there are groups of people who are losing their quote unquote voice or be, mm-hmm. it's they're being silenced. Right. Because well, I'll just come on and say it. You know, being a a, a white conservative male mm-hmm. right now is not a popular thing. No. It's really not. No. And raising so, boys, you know, I that hurts my heart because, you know, I want them to feel just as empowered as, you know, my girls. Right. And so and I don't want my husband to feel, you know, like he's not somebody because he's important too. I, right. I don't think lifting one group up and tearing down another it's never it's not a good it thing. hasn't been an effective no strat long term strategy historically to right. tear down another unless it's the bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> but the bad guy is never a, a race or a gender Mm-mm. or a, a, a class like right. that. It's never a class action thing. You know, it, it, so often it comes down to just good fighting evil. Right. Right. And there's good and evil in every group. But right. being a white conservative male, um, others you may or may not identify because you certainly identify as a woman. I do. And she does. And, <laughs> but it's it's interesting, especially coming back into politics for the last 10 years or so, seeing that, um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a good thing to lessen that. Maybe it's not. I'm not going to solve that today. Right. But I know that including more people's voice mm-hmm. is a good thing. And excluding people for any class reason is wrong. Right. So bringing more women into politics is is a big deal. And it doesn't negate men. I think it It certainly doesn't. Gives us a seat at the table. Yeah. And and being at the table is important. Um, Any group that allows dissent to be heard allows the opportunity for for education. Absolutely. So that's exciting. It is. What are some things that um, that you want people to know about you, like uh, beyond what I've asked? Like, right? Yeah, silly stuff. Silly stuff. Is, is anything silly about you that people ought to know, or maybe we should not talk about those I things? I don't know. <laughs> are you a silly person? Do you like slapstick comedy? No, not really. Not <laughs> I'm pretty dull. I listen I'm to you. Boring. I don't think you're. I don't think someone who has five children. <laughs> Who <laughs> essentially was proposed to at twelve? At twelve, yeah. At twelve, <laughs> who has successfully raised a, a special needs child in the midst of five children, who helps people in the community, who has a, a, a strong love and desire of people, and for and sees mm-hmm. the good in people. I don't think that's very boring. Well, I think I think that's an exciting guess- prospect. I just see myself, you know, I'm just a regular person. I'm not anything special. I'm just trying to do, you know, something good. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, what is, what's something that I think, let me ask you this question. Okay. Is there something that people misunderstand about you or your political desires? Like, are, do people look at you and go, why are you doing this? Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, you know, just trying to think I have can change something. And but are there people that are questioning you, like, like are, can I are do people, it? Yeah, I or think no. Like, why probably, are you do, like seriously? Why are you doing this? Why waste your time? I think I probably am my worst, <laughs> the my, the worst person to um, critique myself because I'm probably sometimes ask myself, "What are you thinking? You're not qualified. You're you shouldn't be doing this." And um, I have more people tell me, you know. 
this is good for you. This, I can see you doing this. I can totally, this is your, you know, thing. <laughs> does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, <clears throat> those are, you know, those voices are so important. Yeah. Everybody listening can think of a time in their life where they've maybe stretched their neck out and thought, you know, yeah. man, this, this may not end well. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but I've been blessed. I mean, my friends are just amazing here. And I think that's why I love St. Charles and I want to do something good for it is because of the people. Right. I mean, they've just been, I think I just amazed at how many people have come out and just, you know, said that they support me. And I just, right. I mean, I knew I had friends, but I didn't know how many. Right. <laughs> like I was just kind of shocked. Do you, are, are you, this isn't fair either, but are you getting the support? Are you getting the financial support you need? Are people I mean, you can in? always use more. There you go. But Let's be I mean, real. I mean, yeah. But I mean, yeah, people have been amazing. Like when I have events, you but know. But you didn't have to spend up. money on a primary. No, that's true. That is true. Like if I had, to, if I did, I'd probably need a lot, lot more. Yeah. So. Are you a reader? Do you read? I, I do read a little bit. What do you like to read? I like um, nonfiction. <laughs> I love history. I love history. I was just um, last week with Anna Alt. Um, <laughs> I see a thread here. <laughs> yeah. At the uh, St. Charles History, um, there, there's a um, historical society, and I got yeah. to go there. You saw pictures on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I did. And I mean, I just love learning about, you know, our, the history of our town and, um, you know, just everything that's, that's, you know, like how we started and how we began. It's it. I just get excited. It is exciting to think about where our town has come. You know, my my family goes way back here. Yeah. So, do you do you guys? Does your family go way back in your town? Do no, you guys, no. Where, um, where are you guys from? My well, I mean, I I grew up Cross River, right. but like my dad's family came from Germany a few generations ago to Kirkwood, and then they split off during the Civil War. So, like, literally a portion of them stayed in Missouri and the rest went to Illinois because wow. of slavery. Wow. And so my that's why I was in Illinois. Mm. So, I mean, it's gotcha. weird. My we've got, well, we're about the same time frame, probably a mm -hmm. few generations from Germany as well. And we've got Sparta, Illinois, ah. and here. Um, but we're, we're not a big tribe. Ah. We're, we've got a few pockets, but, yeah. you know. There's, well, because my daughter went to western Missouri and university and um there were some housemans there and she's like mom do you know where these housemans are you know are from and i'm like yeah those are the ones that were that broke off that stayed here and you know that's cool i know it's just kind of weird because they spelled it the same way <laughs> did you have um does your family support this political stuff my immediate family does yes they uh, my children i mean whenever i said hey mom's gonna run yeah i mean like i'm talking about you're like your parents and like uh, what do they think of this um i mean they're proud you know they're like you know i don't know if they really thought i'd ever i mean i talked about it my whole life so they've got to finally be like oh wow she's kind of doing it yeah <laughs> but i mean other than do you that, see your parents i do oh, not no yeah. my mom lives in hawaii and my dad lives across the river so oh, gotcha yeah yeah, yeah so i so, oh, gotcha yeah Totally get that. What are um, what's something you're looking forward to in the next year? I am looking forward. I mean, I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> I'm just like so caught up in this, you know, yeah, trying, totally. this election. You really have been hyper focused, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Yes, I'm very. I mean, I don't yeah. even know if Jeff would, you know, my boss would say that I've been doing a good job for. Him. <laughs> of course he would. 
Because yeah. it is, it's a lot of, you know, you're, you're constantly thinking, what do I need to do next? What do I need? Where, where do I need to be seen next? You know, who do I need yeah. to talk to? What event should you go yes. to? Yes. You go to a lot of events. I do go to a lot of events. Yeah. And I love them. They're fun. Yeah. And so, um, again, being around people. It's what I do. So now that you're hyper-focused on events and, and, and being even deeper, I know you mm-hmm. love people. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's a, a thread from a, you, you, <laughs> you love people. But what what's something that you've learned about people in the last year or so um, since you've really been pursuing this I role? I think that um, everybody just kind of, like a lot of people, they don't get politics. And so when they see me, I think if you don't know me, you think, oh dear, she's a politician. She's right. going to talk. <laughs> and now I'm probably not going to like what she says. But then once I get to talk to people, even if they're on the opposite side, like I've even had Democrats say, I like you, yeah. you know, and I think that, again, I think it's listening. I think it's just hearing what people are saying and saying, I may not agree with you, but, you know, I hear what you're saying mm-hmm. and, I, and I understand your feelings and where they're coming from. And I think that and then just being in the community. I mean, like I've there, I want to learn. I want to know so that whenever I'm in Jefferson City, I can understand, you know, why do is this important to our area? Mm-hmm. And so. I've been to a homeless shelter um, to, to learn, you know, why is homeless? I didn't realize homeless people right. were, you know, that much of a problem here in St. Charles County. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot more homeless people You don't people see homeless thought. people here. No, but they're and there. Once you once you understand yes. how that works and you understand where they are right. and you understand why we don't see them. Yes. But we do have a tremendous support system set up, several groups yes. that, that support homeless people here. And... It's it's interesting that we just the other day driving down the road. We, my daughter asked me why, why are, why is that person on the corner? Mm. Like, well, they're you know asking for donations. So right. We don't see a lot of people. Right. They're they're really kind of off, but yeah. they're there. Absolutely. And they de- they desperately need help. And, and even though those people might not have a permanent residence, they're still, you know, one of my constituents. Oh, totally. And so I have to think about them as well. Right. You know, I can't just go, oh, I'm only thinking about the taxpaying dollars, you know, because right. it's not the I case. do. We have to think about all people because yeah. every person matters. What's something that keeps you up at night? Oh, <laughs> that's a, I have to think about that one. Um, probably, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously my feelings get hurt when someone says something mean, you know, about me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, whenever I hear things, I just, you know, immediately I'm like, all right, Lord, help me through this, help me get mm-hmm. over this and, you know, help me to, you know, not take it to heart because, you know, and I tell my children that when I first got involved in this, I'm like, look, people are going to say mean things to mom and they're going to say ugly things. And that's okay because, you know, People say things that whenever they're hurt, whenever they're, you know, they're mad or they're angry about something. So it's okay. Let me, let me handle that. Let me take care of that. You know, they, they, they spit at Jesus. And so I have to remember that, you know, and he was, you know, I mean, people adore and loved him, you know, before Mm -hmm. the week before, and then they spit on him the next week. And so if I can take, you know, a few people saying some mean things. Oh yeah. She's, she's nothing, nothing. you know? And so, you know, I got to remember that and I got to keep my focus. So what's one of your proudest moments over this process? Over this process? Yeah. Let's just, just keep it in politics. What's one of your proudest moments when you made the decision? I'm running for state rep. There's a seat available. I'm in, I'm going, what's one of your proudest moments? Um, I'm, I think whenever the people came out and like, I had my party, my, my, my first party that mm-hmm. I had and people came out, um, and they, was it one of those, they like me, yes. they really like yes. me. <laughs> yes. 
and you know, because I came out really early, and so I was like, oh, is this going to be good? Is this, you know, am I doing it too early? And it wasn't. It was it was good, and mm-hmm. I had my friends, and you know, that was a that was a good thing. It made me feel good because, like I said, I knew I had friends, but I didn't know how many, and so mm-hmm. it was really nice that you know they came out. Do you have any fears about being elected? I have a fear of disappointing people, and I know that's really? going to happen um, because I am. Well, if you've accepted a a. A, a, a name meaning a Republican and yes. and there's a non-Republican. Yes. You're going to disappoint oh, about absolutely. 47 to 52% of the people yes. or something like that. And I right? know that, but I mean, I... Are you preparing for that? I think I am. I yeah. think I am. I mean, it does it hurt. Absolutely. But yeah. I think that's, I'm a human and I have to, yeah. you know, take that and I have to be compassionate about people that are angry at me or, you know, that I've disappointed because that's part of the job. Well, there's certain things that you're not going to vote on. Yes. Because it's not a state rep's job, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, like talking with Mike as a as a, a, a county councilman, he's not voting on abortion. And, but I will and, be. <laughs> you will <laughs> that be. Will be mine. Yeah. But um, but there are things that he's not voting on. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be voting on things like that. Yes. What are what are? Is that does that scare you? No, no. Okay. I'm strong in my convictions. I mean, I'm a strong constitutionalist, and so I have loved the Constitution since I was young. And so I will stand strong and I will defend that constitution. Right. And that's that's probably one of my biggest things. Um, so when people, you know, argue, well. If there's a question. Yeah. Well, let's see. In the constitution. Let's get the constitution out. Yes, absolutely. And I can live with that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Bible. I don't always like everything that's in the Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that that's God's word. And so I'm going to follow it. Right. So I think it's the same thing with the constitution. It's not God's word. <laughs> But it is, you know, our sacred, you know, document that we use in this country mm-hmm. and so and in our state. And so I will, you know, and the the Missouri Constitution has some things that I think we can change that make will make it better. So um, I, I look forward to doing that. Politics in uh, go back to even high school, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it almost doesn't make sense that a child. Mm-hmm. would want to be a politician. You know, it's funny because my parents were not political. My parents did not take a party. And I told my dad, I go, you know what? I think I'm going to be a politician when I grow up and I'm going to be a Republican. My dad was like, where is this coming from? <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He was like, where did you come up with this? What are some of your earliest memories of politics? Like, you know, I remember president. Geraldine Ferrari whenever she ran. I was just like, wow, and she's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But because she was a woman, I was like, wow, she's doing this. Like yeah. she's actually, you know, running for mm-hmm. vice president. And I thought that was amazing. What are some of your earliest um, national po- uh, political memories? Like, I remember Reagan. Yeah. I remember whenever he, you know, mm-hmm. came into office and I really liked him. Like I said, I, uh, Margaret Thatcher was, you know, he really got along well with her and she was the prime minister of um, Great Britain. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, a woman, you know, and she's running the country. So that was, and again, my parents are just like, where is she getting this? Like, why is she like this? Because <laughs> neither one of them would say, you, they always said, you vote for the person, not the party. And I said, told my father, I said, but there's more power in a party than there is one. And so I didn't understand how he thought, but you know that's that was his reasoning was mm-hmm. he voted for the person, and I voted for the party. <laughs> yeah, I, there. I, if I'm honest, there are times in my life that I voted for the person, not the party. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if that was a mistake or not. But um, 
as I got involved in politics in my 30s, and, and it was unhealthy. <laughs> it was really unhealthy. Right. And then I got out. Mm-hmm. And now being back, I, I agree with you. I think that it's important to to have a band of brothers and sisters yes. that have just enough in common. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key, in common. Right. Because you're not going to agree on everything. You're not. And a strong sense of... <clears throat> so this is controversial. Some will argue that polit- there's no room for morality in politics. Mm-hmm. But others argue that Every, all things in politics are based on morality. I think that goes back to our faith because morality comes from faith. And so if you don't have faith, then it's hard to say, well, what is, where do you get your morality? Right. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I also like listening to people who disagree with me. Oh, I do too. I, I love because, you know, being a science nerd and a data nerd, and I, and I love, like, I love the discussions, like, you know the big bang well why couldn't we've started from a big bang why maybe god orchestrated that mm-hmm. or maybe you know who knows right right, right. There. but um the idea of of politics is it's so important to have it to lock arms with people who have i guess the majority of things in agreement with you i think so so are, so are you saying that it's not smart for people to to vote for an individual it's smarter to vote for a party i think it is that's my my view why because one person can't do anything if you even if you love a democrat i mean like the gentleman that's running against me you know if he goes up there he's not going to have a whole lot of power because he's a democrat because there's not a lot of other democrats some would say it some would say it's a small step in the right direction and and i think i mean like if i if, if that's what he wanted to right. do. I mean, if I was the only Republican, I'd do it. You know, I mean, I, I kudos to him because, mm-hmm. you know, I think that says something, taking a stand. Right. But, you know, you're not going to have that much power because there's, I mean, we have the majority of the House and the Senate and we have a um, Republican governor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just the Democrats don't have a lot of power in Missouri. Go across the river and they run the state. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if, if this was a largely... Democratic state, mm-hmm. would you still run? If I had the backing, yeah, absolutely. And I would stand with my, you know, my current belief system. Yeah, would I get elected? Probably not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, right? But who knows? You know, if, right. sometimes every once in a while you'll get somebody who can get elected that is from a different party because they're good, you know, good people, and they can't. Let me look at Joe Manchin. You know, he can work with people, mm-hmm. and so he, you know, he's goes back and forth and so you know very moderate democrat so i don't know we'll have to see is there anything that i haven't asked you yet that you wish i would have asked you no really <laughs> i'm just letting you do your thing mike oh well, you got any questions for me <laughs> this isn't my podcast uh well it's my yeah, it's, yeah it's not about about me um okay let's have some some quick draw fun questions Uh-oh. <laughs> what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is The Notebook. Oh, I think it's great because it, it's it's such a I, cool story. You know what? I love that. I'm not gonna lie, I cried. I, I probably know I cry every, times. and I don't cry usually, but I yeah. cry at that one. My kids are always like, "Okay, mom's gonna cry." Do you watch TV? I do a little bit. Okay. I don't yeah. watch TV. TV. I watch like I, like, you know, watch them. What do you call it? Some of the subscription services. Yes. Or, or the series. Whatever. Yeah, I watch a series binge watching. Okay. Yeah. What uh, What's your favorite music? I like a variety. <laughs> okay, fair. 
Yeah. I know you have one pet. I do. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Be yourself. Because Solid. I think that Who is... Who told you that? Or is that just one of those monikers that came over the years? I think my dad. I think my dad told me that because he's like, as long as you be you, you'll be fine. Who has had the biggest influence in your life? Biggest? Probably my husband. Yeah? I think so because he... How so? I think if he wouldn't say do it, I probably wouldn't have. And like even, I mean, I wanted to run for class president and I was like, I don't know if I'm popular enough. And he's like, do it. You can, you'll be fine. I wanted to run for Senate in college. And he's like, I go, I don't know that I've never done, you know, this is college. This is the real, you know, this is big. And he's like, do it. You're, you can do it. If you believe in yourself, you can do it. And so I think he's probably, and then whenever I wanted to run for, you know, this, he goes, if this is what you want, then do it. Did you play sports when you were younger? I did, but I wasn't great. I was a dancer. (laughs) Okay. I was on the dance team. Okay. Yeah. Were you good at that? I was okay. Okay. All right. Did you have close friends growing up? I did. Yeah. Any of them still friends? I see them on Facebook, but, you know, like I don't yeah. really go across the river a whole lot. What scares you the most? What scares me? I think the unknown. Yeah? <laughs> I am such... You, you have to know? I am. That's I, why you asked your husband if you should run for for state rep, right? Cause, probably. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm... And he's like, heck yeah, because he doesn't... Because, you know... <laughs> He's not afraid of the unknown, is he? I am very much a control freak, my husband says. I like everything to be controlled. I like to know what's going on and be ready. And so I I do. I like to make sure I can take care of everything. What's your favorite holiday? Um, I like the 4th of July because it's in the summer. But I also like Christmas because family gets together. Do you have any fears or phobias? Snakes, spiders? I don't like snakes or spiders. Okay. All right. And I don't like clowns. All right. Really? <laughs> yes, I just don't like them. I don't understand that one. I don't either, but I just don't like them. Like, I don't... I, I don't mean, I don't see any happy. value in clowns. No, and I think maybe that's what it is. they don't scare me. Yeah, but they're kind of weird, because you don't know what's underneath the makeup or the mask. <laughs> Again, the unknown. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, here's here's a, a question that I, I, know, I know the answer to, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Yes. Because I think God has a plan and I just, and I, I think now being almost 50 that I can say that with confidence because I've seen how God's just changed my life and made me in exactly who he said wants me to be. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of struggles and a lot of things that I'm like, why did I have to go through that? That was really tough. Yeah. And then you get to the end of it and you go, okay, I see that's now, why. God. Yeah. That's what you're doing. How do you define success? I think success is what makes you happy because I think when you're in a happy place, then you're successful. And I think there's a lot of people who thrive to get to a feeling of happy and they can't find it no matter how much money they spend, how much time they spend Mm -hmm. because they don't, they aren't happy within themselves. That's fair. Totally fair. (laughs) Yeah. What? What's one of the most important lessons that you've learned in life? Oh, lesson. Um, you can't be fake. You have to be real. Because fake will always catch up to you. Mm-hmm. So I think if you just be who you are, then everything kind of works out. So if, I, if I'm hearing you right, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Uh-oh, what I walk into, <laughs> But you're saying 
that being real, mm-hmm. having integrity, yes, is is one of the most important lessons you've learned in life. Mm-hmm. And you desire to move into a vocation <laughs> that is so often absent and void of authenticity, yes, and integrity. I'm not going to ask why because we already know why. You're motiv- you're motivated to to make a change and make an impact. Mm-hmm. But it sounds to me like you have a tremendous amount of hope. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. are you saying I'm going to go and <laughs> be shattered? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just saying no, I'm saying that I get that, that from a lot of people, but no. it's, it'll be fine. No, you're not. You're not going to be shattered. Not at all. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's such. It's so refreshing to to see someone who's hopeful, who's filled with joy, mm-hmm. who understands that that fake it won't make it. Nope. And but you got to be tough, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you are. Yeah. So you know, I'm excited for you. Well, thank you. All right. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Uh, so far, every time I've started to end a podcast, yes. I've asked like six more questions. So okay. I'm not going to do it this time. Okay. <laughs> thank you for spending an hour and whatever it is with me today. Well, thanks for having me. I and really appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. When thank is, you. so you're not doing a primary, when is the election? When is your election? November. November. First, first Tuesday in November. What do people need to know? What do they need to know? Like, like vote for vote for Wendy. Vote for me, yeah. If you send money, it's um, you can go to my website at wendyhouseman.com. And what does the money go for? It goes for buying signs. It goes for buying um, mail mailers that you know I send out to. And the those voters. things are still important, very, right? Yeah, and they're very expensive. Yeah, so um, that's yeah. that's a lot. So, how many people are in your district? Three or thirty-seven thousand. Thirty-seven thousand people. Mm-hmm. So you have to send at least thirty-seven. Th- well. Well, households, right? Probably twenty thousand, fifteen thousand. Yeah. That's a lot of mail. They run around five grand every time you send out a mailer. <laughs> so, and I work for a printer, so I know this. <laughs> I mean, she knows it. Yeah. So, if if you support what, what Wendy supports, this isn't something that you can sit down. Who, whatever you support, get off the couch and support mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. Um, we're our community is a product of our. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be very eloquent, but our community is a product of our involvement in our care. Mm-hmm. And without good people, mm-hmm. who you know, you you guys listening, without getting involved, things are just going to happen. Well, even in our schools, you know, like you know, join the PTA. Something. Come volunteer at the school. You know, something. Right. To help our community. Uh, go to an alderman meeting or something Absolutely. in your town just to sit and listen to the process. Yes. It's, or a planning and zoning or right. you know, get involved in a charity. Parks and you Rec. Know, yes. There's so many things out there. Yeah. That, and, and usually, you know, there's it's only like 10% of the population do anything. Right. So if it's not less. So, you know, if you're one of the 90, mm-hmm. you know, this is your wake-up call. Absolutely. Uh, get on Wendy's website. It's wendyhausman.com. Mm-hmm. Donate to her campaign if you support her. Uh, if you're if you're not sure, they can probably contact you on that website mm-hmm. and ask you questions. Absolutely. And I, and I guess you'll probably send them a reply. I will. And you might actually invite them to breakfast. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Wendy Hausman, well, thank you. Uh, running for state rep, District 65. So, 
only people in your district can vote for you? That is correct. Okay, right. So if you're in that northern side of St. Charles mm-hmm. County. And St. Peter's and Cottleville. St. Peter's and Cottleville. Um, and again, going all the way up through... Northeast portion of St. Charles yeah, County. Yeah, all through Portage and all mm-hmm. that, all the way out West to Alton. West yeah. Alton. That's yeah. right. This is your girl. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Wendy. Thank Have an you. awesome day. You too. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode.